so a while ago, uh, I was on your podcast, actually. Uh, I, that was a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we we talked about a bunch of things. I think we covered like voiceover and other things, but uh, I just wanted to have you on to just uh, I don't know get to get to know you a little better. Um, what sort of things you're uh interested in? What are you into? You know that sort of shit. I get you, man. Yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, I'm an open book. Ask me whatever you want. In your, if you have spare time, uh, what what sort of things uh, do you find yourself getting up to? Really just like working out and mm. eating. I'll watch like anime pretty often as well. So pretty oh, standard okay. like weeb lifestyle from like one guy that read a Reddit post and then just started working out <laughs> after watching anime. So what anime uh, are you watching right now? Jujutsu Kaisen's the big one. Ah, yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. That's a new shonen one, right? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have you been like a, a weeb for a long time or is it a recent? Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't we don't use that word around these parts. I'm, I'm not a weeb. I'm yeah. What's the, What are you? A, a purveyor of, of fine animation. Sure, sure. So as an anime connoisseur, how long have you been an anime connoisseur? Probably my whole life. Uh, mm, okay. I started with the classics like Roroni Kenshin, Dragon Ball, Inuyasha, all that from like the old Toonami era. And I just sure. never quite let go of it. So what would be like um, some of your favorites of all time then? Code Geass, of course, mm. would be up there. I also really like Demon Slayer, which is a newer one that I put pretty mm. high on the list. Demon Slayer is just some like super hype shit. Like that that is just some fantastic work there. Mm. And then first season of One Punch Man, the second season kind of blows dick off. It's not very good, but the first season sure. is like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Have you seen uh, Mob Psycho? Mob Psycho is awesome. I love Mob, Mob Psycho. Psycho. Fucking rules, yeah. Are there any sort of um, interests or hobbies that people might not know you have i don't think i have any like secret hobbies pretty much every hobby mm. i've gotten into i've put on the internet like card collecting collecting sex toys stuff like that so really mm. all of it's out there i don't think i have anything too secretive what sort of cards do you collect Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon mm. do you do you play i play duel links i haven't played mm. like the actual tcg Yu-Gi-Oh, but i do play duel links do you still keep up with it yep Absolutely. I, I, pl- I was really into Duel Links, I think, a couple years ago. I, in fact, uh, uh, on my honeymoon, <laughs> I was playing a lot of Duel Links. I remember mm-hmm. it like, just came out uh, in the, while we were, whenever we were like in line at like Disney World or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I used to play uh, like classic Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day. Um, a little bit of the Pokemon TCG as well. Do you, collect, do you just collect pokemon then yep i just collect them i think they're just really fun to have Mm-mm. uh any like specific sets or like what what is what drives your collection regarding pokemon just like anything goes or do you like try to complete sets or value i look for the big ticket items i don't sell the cards but i love having like the really big ticket ones like yesterday i entered a jungle first ed break and got the nice first ed jungle snorlax PSA oh, 10's worth like 15k like that shit just gets me hard. I love that <laughs> oh, kind of shit. stuff. Okay, okay. 
I wow. So that card is worth 15k now. And if if it's Jim Mint 10, it's 15k, which I mean, obviously I don't think mine's going to quite make that mark, but it's still nice just to know that if it was perfect, that's what it would be worth. It's just kind of cool. And uh is that something you like got into were you into pokemon cards as a kid Mm -hmm. yeah i've always Mm -hmm. been into cards but i've taken a lot of breaks and then i've just recently got back into it over the last few months like opening them on stream and stuff like full boxes and all that Mm, yeah yeah i find a lot of people including myself because i there was a couple years ago i got really back into uh pokemon card collecting like i talked to a previous guest about this we i collected i decided i wanted to get every card from basic up to uh neo revelations because those were the cards that i those were the cards that i grew up with now i don't go for a first edition on everything you know that sort of thing but i do own i believe last i checked every card uh in that whole set uh now i think somebody was telling me that pokemon card prices have spiked i don't is that true that is beyond true spiked is an understatement Mm. a single unlimited non-shadowless charizard from base set just sold for 30k and that's fucking shit that's a pretty common card for most people to just have lying around it's not that rare it's crazy what prompted this i think it was logan paul because he busted a first ed shadowless box and i think that just reignited everyone's old nostalgia even if you don't watch logan paul i think like the ripples were felt yeah, I think somebody, when they were telling me about this, they mentioned one of those two. I don't really remember. I I'm, I'm honestly don't really know which one is which. Uh, <laughs> one of them is worse or bad. I, I is Which one is the one who, like, gets arrested all the time? Is that, is that I think Jake that's, Paul? Yeah, that one's Jake. Okay. Is Logan also a shithead? Or oh, yeah, no, they're, they're both turbo douchebags for sure. Okay. But, I mean, they're gotcha. huge douchebags. They're just like, you know, they're, I don't really keep up with a lot of like, uh, YouTube stuff. So I'll just hear, I'll see like a name in like Twitter trending or yeah. a name will pop up and I'm like, I guess I have to, I don't have to, but I guess I'll find out who this, <laughs> who this fuckhead is. <laughs> I mean, they uh, might as well just to stay in the know. Yeah, I guess. So I'm, I am familiar. I, I, one of them or both of them. There was something. All right, anyway, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna spend any more time on the fucking uh, halls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pokemon cards is interesting. That's definitely. Um, uh, I was talking with the previous guest as well about this. It's really fun to collect. I think something that you were into as a kid, but then as an adult, you're like, oh, I actually have income, <laughs> so I'm not limited to like what little money I could scrounge as a kid. Like now, I can irresponsibly spend exactly you don't have mom and dad slapping an extra pack out of your hand at toys r us or anything now it's just uncaged and unsupervised exactly do you collect anything else besides cards i know i mentioned you mentioned sex toys yeah so i I don't i don't usually pay for the sex toys so adam and eve just like sends me boxes just to like Mm. make goofy shit with just because i think it's fun Sure. So I have so many sex toys and I've recently bought Moby Huges, which are three foot dildos, but that's just because, I mean, that, that's just a nice piece to have really. So I have a couple sure. of those. So do you display these or? Mm-hmm. So my Moby Huges are kind of like archways into my house. So when you come in my front <laughs> door, you have to go by these two Moby Huge dildos that are standing up there. So it's kind of like a nice little grand entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you a sense of what to expect within. Yeah, oh, for sure. I have the sort of, like, uh, collecting sort of 
obsession myself. So I'm just I was just wondering if you had any other. I always like I always love hearing about people's collections. So besides like cards, sex toys, is there anything else that you uh, are a collector of? Or uh, well, I guess so. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's candles. She sells like her mm. pussy smell and her orgasm smell. Okay. And I always buy those when she releases them. Do they actually smell good? No, they smell like shit. They smell like okay. really lazy candles. They don't smell like vagina or an orgasm. They just smell like they found wax in a dumpster and decided to sell it. Mm. I I gotta say this is the first I've heard of these. But uh, Really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know she like sells a bunch of weird shit, but I wasn't familiar. I, was, I had not heard of the the uh, what, what what smell was it orgasm the orgasm yeah. candles orgasm yeah, and vagina vagina god i have not heard of those uh but you're not recommending them you, no. they smell like shit no i would i would definitely not have that around like a candlelight dinner or anything got it got it now obviously you know you're doing quite well these days uh but i remember we were last time we spoke which was a while ago uh we i believe talked about like voice acting and you had like an interest in it right yeah of course is that still something that you're you're interested in pursuing or yeah absolutely i pretty much whenever those opportunities arise i absolutely explore them i think it's a extremely fun thing to do i also do like real acting i'm not great at either mind you like i'm not very talented mm. in either field but it's just super fun to do and be a part of like, I know you're super great at it. Like, you did a great job in Borderlands, by the way, man. Like, Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that level. But just the experience of doing it and just getting into those characters and having fun is just, it's great. Nothing like it. So you've done uh, live action work, too? Mm-hmm. What, what, uh, what have you worked on? I was in the Hunger Games uh, as a... Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a uh, uncredited, uh, not final cut character at the District 8 Hospital. All that remains is my hand or my arm. Did you have lines? I had one line, but it's not there oh, anymore. Sh oh shit! But that's a that's a big deal, though. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. Uh, did you did you get to work with uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence? We were in the same scene, yeah, but I didn't like meet mm. her or anything. What was the line? I don't remember it verbatim now, but it was basically mm. calling for help. I was an assistant at the District 8 hospital, and I was calling for help with this burn victim girl. So it was something like, a doctor, when you're done there, she needs your help or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And uh, how, I'm sure you've talked about this, right? But I'm genuinely interested. I did not know about this. Uh, <laughs> how, how did you get this uh, opportunity? I just found an open casting call in Atlanta oh, when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then when I got there, they were like, oh, we need we need someone to like do this line or some shit. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I can do that. And and uh, they had like no idea who you were. Oh, or no, no, no. On, like online or anything. They're just like, you do this line. And it happened yeah. to be that. Dang, that's pretty cool. How long was the was the shoot? Two weeks. I was in two scenes, but the second scene just doesn't even exist in the film anymore. So it's not worth talking about. Mm -mm. But you actually had to be present for the whole two weeks. Uh, I think I was there for eight days of the two weeks. That's still pretty fucking cool shit. It was a lot. Uh, did you enjoy the experience? Loved it. Absolutely mm. loved it. It's also, it was also surprising because the Hunger Games, that's a blockbuster. Like there's millions of dollars into that, into yeah. that movie. The set mm. was dog shit. The set was literally <laughs> like a building that had almost nothing done to it with blankets thrown around. 
But then oh, in the shit. final cut of the movie, it looks fantastic. It really does look like a hospital. But the building itself looked like someplace you'd find overdosed homeless people. Like, there was nothing in there. So it was just like, was it all, all CG then in the final cut then? Is that no, I think they just filled everything in? I think what they must have done is had like these optimal camera angles in the way they pre- like put the lighting that must have just made it look far bigger and more interesting than it was. Because there was a ton of people there. So they probably mm. hid a lot of the shortcomings with bodies, like putting people in front of those things. Sure, sure. Um, aside from from that, uh, have you done any other live action work? I'm in an upcoming horror film as Officer Greg. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and did you audition for that as well, or, or yeah, casting call? Or so actually, the... Andrew from the podcast as well got a got a role in that with me because it was filmed in uh, near our area. So we both auditioned, got into that, and both had characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Where are you uh, based currently? I'm in Tampa. We're both in Tampa. Oh, okay, okay. And so when you said Atlanta, so that's not too far from you. No, not at all. Yeah, like Atlanta, I know, is like, you know, just growing and growing in terms of uh, uh, film and and such. So, mm-hmm. uh, huh. That, that That is very cool. I did not actually know that. Is that something uh, like acting or voice acting or both? Is that something that you want to keep pursuing like... Like on a, how do I say this? Like a more serious, like like really pursue, oh, or is for it more sure. like, or more like, a, oh, I mean, if I'm if opportunities arrive, I'll I'll gladly take them because I like doing it. But it's not my. I'm, I guess I'm just curious. Like, do you have like um, a for first and foremost creative passion, or is it like a mix of things? I really just think I love doing it. So I mm. I definitely get more serious about it. Uh, but it'd only be as opportunity arises. I'm really like, I'm not kidding. I'm not very good. <laughs> like I'm mm. really not great. So it'd be more like if this character fits, I would absolutely love to do it, but I wouldn't mm. want to bring something down by just being in it for the sake of being in it. You know what I mean? Mm, I see. I see. What would you say? Not to get all fucking in actor studio. Like, but like, uh, do you like if, cause I'm always kind of curious when I like, uh, meet, fellow sort of creators online like do you have sort of like a set like a passion or goal or is it just to make shit like what what is what would you is there anything that sort of defines a creative path or journey for you for me it's just always about the experience of making the content i just absolutely love making things and creating new things and Mm. and just doing bigger crazier and just doing all kinds of things. So the goal is just always to keep making new things, keep doing all kinds of fun stuff. It's never really like a big scheme or to get me somewhere else. It's really just in the moment, I want to make something, have some fun making it. And that's mm. always just been the drive for me. Right. Yeah. I remember when when I first sort of stumbled upon your videos, um, I think with a lot of uh, people that whose stuff or whatever channels I send, I tend to sort of gravitate towards uh, there. I do get a genuine sense of like, you know, this person just like enjoys the shit that they're making, you know, and isn't uh, necessarily like chasing after things that they don't care about or uh, just pushing shit out just to push shit out. Um, there was definitely like a sense of like, Oh, like 
this is the guy, and you know he's he's a funny guy, and he, he makes you know he's got a very specific you know voice and sense of humor that uh, really works for him, and it's something that I think I think a lot of people nowadays, uh, well not even nowadays, but let's say for the past couple of years, they well before <laughs> before I go into this, did you were what, when you started doing like YouTube shit, was your what was your was it the was it your dream to be like a YouTuber or a YouTube star of some kind? No, that didn't even exist when I started because I started in yeah. 2006. That concept didn't even exist until Ray William Johnson in 2010. Exactly. Until then, it was always just a hobby, something to do for fun. And that's how I still treat it. Yeah, yeah. That's also very similarly to how I still treat it. Uh, and I think it's because a lot of people just sort of accidentally find success. Uh, I'm one of those people included. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but it did, I guess. Uh, so I'm just rolling with it. Um, but I th what I was, was going to say earlier was like, you know, I think a lot of, you know, kids these days are like, that's the dream, right? The dream is to be the YouTube, the YouTuber, the YouTube star or whatever you call it. Uh, whereas I think what sort of uh brings me to channels that i like or people that i am interested in is that they don't necessarily have that sense of like oh i i wanted to be a youtube star but just like i just wanted to make shit and this is the shit i like to make because i i feel a sort of like uh a kinship to that like oh yeah i, I that's exactly how i sort of approach it not to label you in a certain way but i'm trying to compliment you uh, <laughs> no i get what you're saying man no it totally makes sense and you can always tell when somebody's like doing something because it's like the youtuber thing right sure you sure. can always tell when it's someone making something because it's like expected or to follow a certain trend you know like a slime challenge or some shit like that yeah yeah which i mean if you fucking love slime well, go yeah. for it yeah like i totally like uh, but if you're just doing it because it's popular, that to me, I think that to me really, it you can see it, 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 it's a thin facade. I feel, and you can see, you can tell, or at least I feel I can tell when someone actually has a passion or cares about the shit that they're that they're doing. But. For sure, I completely agree with that. Now, I like to give uh the guest an opportunity to like bring up a topic or ask a question to me if you'd like no pressure this is obviously not something that's on your shoulders you don't have to, you know but if you have something you'd like to talk about or ask me uh, i'd like to give you the opportunity to do so and okay. if not don't fucking worry about it no no, no. <laughs> I, I did have a question because i brought yeah, up borderlands up? earlier how did that come about and what was that experience like because i i don't have any experience with something of that scale so walk me through that borderlands came about um I believe I was sent the audition for a couple characters uh, by the casting director slash voice director, Joel McDonald. Um, and I believe how they approached me was uh, the writers knew me for what stuff that I was doing online. Um, and <laughs> truth be told, uh, Joel was like, I don't want to send this to a fucking YouTube guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, cause he told me all this afterwards, like, you know, very frankly, like we, you know, Joel's great. And, uh, it was this thing. I think they had maybe, mm, tried in the past 
to reach out to, let's say, non-actors who were just like, I don't know, well, like well-known or something. And it didn't work out like the the what they were getting back was not up to par, I guess. Um, but I sent the auditions back very quickly because I usually just send them back really quickly. And he immediately was like, oh, oh, you're like, OK. And then he like looked at me up and was like, oh, he's an he actually has voiceover experience, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so it was, it was this interesting thing. I think a lot of people might have the assumption that, oh, like if you have a big audience, then that's going to be, that's, that's the easy shoe in to get roles. Right. But I have often found, <laughs> not often found, but in some cases it works against you. Right. Because they assume, oh, he's just, a, he's, he's one of those, he's like one of those Logan Paul dumb YouTube guys. Like. He's not a fucking actor, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I imagine that would definitely be a hindrance more than it would be helpful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have, I've been, you know, doing professional voiceover for, I think, six years now. And I've definitely been in positions, right, where uh, I, like, I've been in, like, final casting, like, a, um, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, callbacks right where it's like me and another guy and if it was just a simple thing of like oh well his social media audience is bigger go with him frankly speaking i would have gotten the part but i find that with most creators you know they want the perfect fit right i've i don't i've rarely found a thing where i felt oh they're just asking for me because of like an, an an audience that I have. In fact, it's usually in some cases I have to prove to them. Oh no no, I can do the, I'm I can do this. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not just a you know I have not like no experience. I have lots of experience, and then they almost feel more reassured. But yeah, I guess the auditions. I got the auditions. Uh, Flack was one of them. I ended up booking the part, uh, and then yeah, uh, after that it was. Uh, uh, flew out there for the first one because they want. I think for the the main cast, they wanted to sit the actors down and actually like go through the whole story, like all the things. And also, my character had actually changed uh, by the time between the sides and the final character. Uh, the character was originally a lot more theatrical, but then they became very like almost kind of deadpan and like more like a. I, mean, I don't know. Did you play? I assume you've played the game. Yeah, of course. And did you play as Flack, or did you play as who? Did you play as? I didn't play as Flack, but I did go back to play as Flack just to hear mm. your lines. Mm -hmm. I meant like I meant like my initial playthrough, like when I initially beat the game, I didn't play as Flack, so I went back so I could hear it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and yeah, after that, it was just um, recordings. Uh, most, uh, not most. I think all of them. Uh, or no, not all of them. Mo I'd say 90% of them were uh, here in LA remotely. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of them from home uh, because of, uh, of, of COVID. Um, all, the, all the recent DLC has been mostly from home. Uh, otherwise, it's usually you just go out to a studio here and do it over like call or whatever. And then I think uh, there was one other session where we did like a launch party and I think I recorded some stuff while I was in town. Uh, 
I have no idea if that any of that was interesting whatsoever, but <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my experience anyway. A lot of, a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, how did you get involved? It's like, ah, uh, I got sent an audition, I passed. Uh, they gave me the part. Um, but yeah. Well, yours is just like one of the first cases I know of something that size for, for like a YouTuber to land. Mostly, it's like smaller stuff, right? So mm. that I think was like kind of like a new break in the the crossover between internet and real world stuff right there so i just thought that was super cool i'm also really mm. surprised that they even let you do remote for those kind of big scale projects that's actually really oh. surprising to me oh uh, actually it's very common um remote uh it you know it'll depend like you know on the project uh but if they had like you know uh, borderlands was is gearbox that's texas right but the, you know, I'll, there's a lot of um, uh, like Texas studios where they book LA talent, and then they just have the, they don't need to fly them in; they just record it from remotely. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty common actually, um, as long as like they know the studios out there. But there's a lot of connections between. I mean, e back when I did like um, I did some stuff for Rooster Teeth, you know, several years ago. And that was back when I lived in Michigan. And even then that was, they just found, we just found a studio <laughs> local to me. And we're just like, hey, can you record this for us? And that's how I did that. But with some other stuff, you know, they're definitely going to want you in studio, at least for the initial session or in some cases, all the sessions. It really depends. I think COVID though has made things really interesting in that, uh, I think pe people realize you can do a lot of stuff remotely. Um, I actually, uh, as far as recording goes, I hate recording from home, though. <laughs> I always go into a studio if I can. Uh, because I, having to work, like, worry about, like, gain and, like, um, you know, traffic outside my, like, my home uh, sucks ass. So uh, that's something that I definitely prefer to be in a studio with an engineer if possible. It also seems more convenient as well. I feel like when you're in a professional setting like that, it might like amplify your game there and just make it seem bigger. You know what I mean? As opposed to something more relaxed in your own home. I, I feel like if you're doing something that scale, going into the actual physical location would just be better overall. It's always better also just because I think chiefly one, an engineer, a professional engineer is doing all the technical work. And so all you have to worry about is the acting. You don't have to be like, oh, fuck, did I peak? Or, oh, fuck, did I, like, is that, was there, like, they handle everything so that it's completely, uh, you know, all you have to focus on is your job. And then in 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 some cases, if you're, if you, if, you know, my, some of my favorite sessions have been, like, if you work with other actors in at the same time, that's, like, the most fun ever. Uh, but that usually only happens with like animation, and even then, not all the time. Uh, I, I find a lot of some, depending on the cast, some shows still record everybody separately. No, oh, that's a shame. I always thought most of those were delivered in the same room. That was definitely the case in like the cartoons we grew up watching, like the uh, the '90s cartoons. I I believe. The majority of those cartoons were uh, recorded, all everyone together. They still do that, um, but it's going to depend. Like, like a, a lot of cartoons now, 
cast like big name celebrities, right? And so if you have like uh, a cast of like eight huge Hollywood actors as your main cast, there's no way you're going to be able to sit them all down uh, to like uh, record all at once. All of those uh, are recorded separately just because it's way easier. Um, from my experience, uh, I worked on a, a show called OKKO. OK and for that, I actually did get to work with uh, some of the other actors. And that was really, really fun. But then I've done other stuff with Cartoon Network where it's just me. Uh, it depends, I think, if it's feasible. Because I think, especially like with the main cast of a lot of those cartoons, uh, if it's feasible, if the cast has like, if they're not big name Hollywood actors with crazy schedules, I think they want to preserve the, the in-person charisma that you have with like a back and forth. So if you're like main cast, they'll try to put everybody recording together. And then if you're like as a guest role, it's less priority. It's like, if you can, we'll have you there. If not, that's fine. That definitely makes sense. I hope I'm not completely boring you, huh? but I, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the voiceover talk. No, man. I, like, I find all that stuff very interesting. I was the one that asked about it. Mm-hmm. I, I find that whole field to just be pretty cool. And I think not a lot of people know a whole ton about it. I guess right mm-hmm. now it's probably a little different with everything going on in the world because most of it's being done from home, like you said. But that whole mystique of going to going to like this big studio doing mm. these lines in front of like a whole cast and crew like that whole thing just sounds incredible mm. uh yeah i mean it, it it definitely you know i think the f- uh the first time i did it you know i was like <laughs> it, was, it was pretty nerve-wracking right like you're gonna, sh- like, I'm gonna shit my pants but uh i think uh uh now it's now now it's funny now it's like uh very comfortable uh, i don't know what like you know, walking into a studio, getting it, get putting your headphones on, uh, is like almost comforting now. Uh, and whereas the, the first couple of sessions were definitely, you know, very like, oh shit, I don't, you know, imposter syndrome, right? Like, do I yeah. deserve to be here? Uh, that sort of thing. Um, now, do you do any live acting as well, or is it mainly voice acting stuff? Uh, it's primarily voice acting. The only the only real live action acting work I did was. Uh, I did a like a live action series with Rocket Jump and Crunchyroll called Anime Crimes Division. Uh, we did like two seasons of that. It's on YouTube and Crunchyroll, I believe. Uh, and that was like a full fledged shoot. Like I don't know, are you familiar with like uh, Rocket Jump or? Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness, I totally forgot about this. Actually, I remember hearing about Anime Crimes Division. I didn't watch it though. Mm, it. Uh, I actually. Uh, went back and rewatched the second season not that long ago. Uh, not to suck my own dick, but it's pretty funny. Like I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I was very, uh, proud of the, what we did, and it was very, it's very, very goofy, very like, uh, um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's fucking Freddie and Matt, so it's like, you know, super, super well executed and stuff. Uh. Yeah, that's the only real live action work I've done. My, I mean, uh, I have been sent uh, or I've done auditions for stuff. Every now and then my agents will be like, you want to audition for this? I'm like, sure. It's not really like a priority for me. It's more like, a, yeah, if it, uh, if it works out, then great. Like, and then I think especially after doing Anime Crimes, which was so much fun. 
because uh, that was like you know uh, like a two week shoot and like you know uh, I don't know if you had this experience when you did Hunger Games, but you really kind of feel like a family almost because you're like seeing the same people every day and like uh, it feels very I don't know it, it it just it was a really rewarding experience. It was something that like before doing that. I was like, why? Why would? Why the fuck would anybody? Why would I ever do live action? Why would anyone want me for that? But after doing it, and how you know, much fun it was for me. Uh, now I'm like, oh yeah, like I would absolutely do that again. Not that all live action shoots are gonna be that rewarding and fun. <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of them suck ass. Uh, but uh, I'm open to it anyway. Yeah, absolutely, and especially with something like that. Also, I just looked at Rocket Jump. They haven't posted anything in two years. That's mm. crazy to me. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Freddie and Matt are do they're doing a Dungeons and Daddies podcast, which I know has been going pretty well for them. Um, and I and I know they're cooking up other stuff uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I I think um, Rocket Jump. I don't know how i'm not super like in the know of like what but i feel like with them it may i what they're working on outside of it seems to be doing better i don't know uh i think but knowing those guys i'm sure whatever they come up with will be will be good shit oh yeah for sure no doubt it's funny that you mentioned like have i done live action stuff because uh and i don't know if i've if i talked about this publicly i have to be maybe a little careful but uh one of the very even before i moved out here i i received an audition out of nowhere uh for a superhero show that's all i'll say on the details of who or what or whatever and for that like I was like, okay, whatever. This, this, sure. I sent them a tape, and then um, I ended up passing and going to the next one. They're like, okay, do now. Here's another one. Do this, and then I passed that, and it was for a uh, uh, main role in this show, uh, not in the main character, but one of the main cast or whatever. And I kept passing and passing, and then they actually flew me out in front of the executives uh to do it and i passed that (laughs) and then it was uh me and one other guy but i ended up not getting it because according to what i was told the other guy is shorter and we think that's that would be a funnier dynamic with one of the actresses who is tall uh which really gave me a like wow fucking hollywood huh that'll do it i mean i knew right that this is what live action acting is like you know it's a lot of it is going to be based off of completely completely off factors you out of your control basically it was supposed to be a full series like the the contract which by the way terrifying contract it was like (laughs) like 50 pages long. Mm, um, God, yeah, that yeah, shit is I had, terrifying. I had to get a fucking 
like lawyer to look at it and you know work it out but uh like one of those and then the deal was like it was gonna be a full full season you know guaranteed i i was like at the time i was like oh shit is this like a big break like kind of thing and then when i didn't get it i was you know very disappointed and then they they shot a pilot and then nothing uh it never happened uh even though it was set to it had been announced and everything and then nothing so it ended up being like a huge bullet dodge because if i had signed that contract or no i did sign the contract but if i had gotten the part and filmed that pilot but a lot of the stuff would have really restricted a lot of stuff that i could have done outside of it so it ended up being like uh sort of like a blessing uh didn't feel like it at the time but that's why i often tell people like oh like you didn't get that one thing or you didn't get that you know sometimes it's just Maybe it wasn't meant to. Maybe it just that there was a reason. I don't know. It's I have found that usually if I don't get something, it's still things manage to work out. And sometimes even it's like you dodged a fucking bullet. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's been it's been so long now, uh, and I'm being vague enough. And I don't actually. I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think I can actually get in any trouble at this point. But it's something where, you know. I'm just just covering my tracks. If people figure it out, that's actually I don't think anything will matter. Um, it's just better to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I'm the one. Fuck. This is my fucking podcast, and I'm recording it. If it, if it's on me, I'm the I'm the dipshit. But I don't anticipate any. Uh... In fact, it's kind of more fun to be vague about it. So people will be like, because I'm not going to confirm it for people. <laughs> so they'll be like, was it this? Was it this? You'll never, <laughs> you'll, you'll never know. Um. You'll have all kind of conspiracy theories cooking up about it. Yeah, it, it, I just like to have 10 different shows. Of people are like, oh man, uh, Pro ZD could have been in this show. It's like, you'll never know. You'll never know which one. Pretty soon you'll be like writ- written into each one of these as their own little fan lore. <laughs> on the on the wiki or whatever. Yeah. Um. Now... I, I feel like I've been talking way too much about myself. Uh, going back to you, you know, things are going, you know, you're killing it right now. And this is such a cheesy question, but I, I like to hear what people sort of think. Like, let's say, you know, the whole five, ten years from now, are there any sort of, like, goals you want to hit? Or, like, or is it just uh, see what happens? Yeah, no real goals. Just see what happens. I just want to keep doing like bigger, crazier shit. I don't want to just keep doing like the exact same stuff, which is why I'm always changing up the kind of content I do. Sure. So 10 years from now, hopefully have a whole huge cinematic universe for Officer Greg spinoffs, action figures, <laughs> the whole nine. Um, you've, you've been doing a lot of Twitch. Uh, and how is that? Because I'm very, I know little to nothing about it. I've only recently gotten back into it because I've been doing some like charity stuff. But what uh, i'm always curious you know talking to people who like do a lot of twitch streaming um what about it sort of appeals to you the most i just love the interaction with the chat Mm. i think it's a lot of fun to be playing like a new game and not have to experience everything alone you can just bounce jokes off chat back and forth and just have this nice little fun experience 
Mm. I think that's definitely the best part of it. When people stream and they don't talk to chat, I don't really see the point. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> it's supposed to be hanging out with like friends, basically. Sure. Just kick it, shoot the shit. Just good, good time, really. Yeah. <laughs> I am unfortunately <laughs> a little guilty of not talking to the chat. But, oh, you uh, heathen. Oh, uh, I know. But I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, uh, I'm not going into this. To be, I'm doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for <laughs> charity and shit. That's my excuse. I'm not, I don't have to talk to anybody. No, I mean, I will like, you know, uh, I will look at the chat and respond, but I don't respond to like, well, I'm sure you don't respond to everything, but like I, you know, I will respond, uh, especially if it's something a little more low key. Like I did like a 24 hours gaming stream, like a couple weeks ago and that I had to be very focused on what we were doing. But uh, I, I've been doing some like subsequent, like we, when they hit milestones, they get rewards, whatever. And I was, there was one where I was like playing games with fans. And that one I was much more casual and actually answering questions from the chat. And, um, but I don't know. I just maybe, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm probably just bad at Twitch. But uh, it, to me, I'm, I'm always very impressed by like the sort of stamina and um, what's the word? I mean, really, just like stamina and that a lot of a lot of frequent what the f streamers a lot of frequent streamers have where they can like go like how long do you usually do a stream for? For me, it varies. I'm typically anywhere from like the four to six hour range, but most of the most of the people on there they go for like eight plus. Yeah, it is pretty pretty impressive stuff. Shit, like I find, and maybe this is also just my personality, but like. If I'm if I'm streaming with somebody else, like with a guest, or like even if it's just one other person, um, it relieves me a lot of the exhaustion or pressure or whatever you call it. Like then I can do, go, you know, as long as whatever. But if it's just me, uh, going for like eight hours to me, that sounds like absolute torture, and it might be because I'm. Like, I don't know, back when I used to do it, I would I would go, like, two hours and be like, God damn, like, how do people, <laughs> how do people do this shit? Uh, but um, is it something where you sort of, because you said it's kind of like, you know, you shoot the shit, you, you know, enjoy talking to them. And does that sort of, is that the energy you can kind of feed off of? Like, you know, oh, like, we're out there having a good time, I'm having, I'm having a good time, that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you were just sitting there totally by your lonesome, like, let's say you started up a stream and then closed that entire window and just did something totally alone, I probably couldn't do that for more than, like, an hour and a half, two hours, something like mm. that, because it, it just get boring. So mm. having the chat there to, like, talk to and joke around with, it's just, it's just a good time. It's like always having a perpetual friend there with you to, like, shoot the shit with during a game or whatever sure. you're doing and then here's a i guess question for you i think i know the answer to this but not persona but you know what i'm talking about the person that you present to on like your audience online if there are are there any differences between what quote-unquote the real you and that or is it pretty one-on-one -on -one? No, it's just me. I just, it's just me. Yeah. I don't really play a character. The only yeah. time I'm ever like playing a character is when I'm doing some shit like Officer Greg or hyping myself up to be like the best actor of all time or some shit. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, I already knew the answer to it because I, I think that's definitely why a lot of people, res like a lot of what you do resonates with people is that you definitely get the sense of, oh, that's, 
this is just uh, Charlie, right? Like, this is him. This is his whole deal. Yeah, I, I think that is something that is, I don't want to say is rare, <laughs> but it's, I guess, the reason why I don't watch a ton of YouTube is I feel like a lot of, there are a lot of people where I just go, I don't get any sense of who this person actually is. Right, yeah, there's definitely a difference between the person you see online and the person that's actually behind that character. And the only reason I asked is, like, you know, it's not necessarily that, like, uh, oh, you're a phony baloney or you're not. Because, you know, I think some people might, you know, be a little more, um, uh, what's the word? Present a more extroverted version of themselves. Or, like, a more, you know, energized, slightly more energized or... That sort of thing. I just I figured, I figured I'd ask out of curiosity. We're getting close to the end, so is there any last shit you wanted to talk about? Hmm. Yeah, I think really my big question was mainly just about your experience with the the whole voice acting field because I find that whole subject to be very interesting. Hmm. Um. Is I, there? I, I could oh, I could toss a question your way though. Yeah. What's up? Do you have any sex toys? <laughs> Uh, I am very boring. I don't really have any sex toys now. <laughs> I've never actually used one in its intended purpose. Mm, okay. Um, that was one I was like, should I ask? I was like, that seems intrusive, but you have given me the answer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never actually put one in my butthole or anything crazy. I just use it to like play darts and, and shit like that with. Mm. So in terms of sex toys, like the range of what they send you like so that is it i, I see i i mean I've, you mentioned the dildos any like very wild out there stuff really not nothing too wild i mean i have like 40 bondage kits now i could literally capture like an entire like <laughs> building's worth of people like a whole sure. office building string um, them up but uh nothing like super goofy i have like one weird sex doll they sent which is genuinely one of the most uncomfortable looking things of all time to put your dick in it's like super mm. sharp like every edge is super sharp it's like covered in spikes mm. but i don't think i have anything like out there super out there besides the moby huges which are just very massive what does the sex doll look like it looks like if you took the default female avatar from any dark souls game <laughs> Okay. And then downgraded the graphics back to N64. It's just a Jesus. whole ton of sharp edges. So it's like almost pol like a bunch of polygons almost? Yeah, that pretty much. Wow. Yeah. There might be like a fetish for that. Or not might be. I'm sure there's a fetish for that. Oh, there absolutely has to be. But yeah, that thing that thing looks like an actual death trap. Huh. Um and do you is there like a I assume you've done like a video on this sex doll or is, or is there a photo of this i'm just curious to see exactly what it looks like after your description yeah well i mean i didn't do like a whole video with her but i was i had this idea when i initially got it that i was just going to use it as a halloween costume like just <laughs> wear the sex doll and i guess catch crimes if i actually tried to trick or treat but uh, i couldn't fit inside of her so i just gave that idea away on youtube for anyone that wanted to try so i think uh, the video is called like ideas for you or some shit like that Mm -mm. in that same video i also bought a michael vick signed jersey and i was gonna wear that and let my dogs beat me up so that way they could get like some you know compensation for what he did to dogs so many years ago sure these are some these are some golden ideas here 
I don't think anyone's done them yet. So if you want to hop on it, man, you're you're more than welcome to take them. I uh yeah, he'll <laughs> be the next video I put up is a combination <laughs> of both, uh, me in the sex doll, uh, getting torn apart by dogs. Yeah, that's uh, the way to do it. I think I think that'll fly. And then just sort of like a simpler question, like lately these days, what have you have you been playing anything good? Watching anything good? Yeah, I've been playing pretty much every new game that comes out. I love just blasting through it on stream. So I've played like all of the new games. My favorite one recently is definitely the Demon Souls remake. I don't know if you're a big mm. Souls guy, but that game is fantastic. Uh, do you have the PS5? Yeah, yeah. Mm. How how is it? It's really, I mean, it's great. The controller's super cool. All the whole haptic feedback system really lived up to the hype, especially with Demon Souls. So I'm I'm a grandpa. What's what's the controller? What's the whole deal with it? Like. It was a bunch of marketing mumbo jumbo about how the controller is going to like make you feel like you're part of the game, which is a claim okay. people have made for the last like 25 years. Sure. But the big deal is that the feedback on the controller comes directly from the game. So in Demon Souls in particular, if someone shoots an arrow at you and you just barely dodge it, you'll hear the wishing of the wind going by on the controller and you'll feel a vibration on the side that you missed Whoa, it. It's really okay. cool. Not again, I'm going to sound like a grandpa here, but as far as video games go, like I still play video games, but it's it's usually just like one video game every couple months or whatever. Yeah. But like so from what I'm trying to imagine, it's like several years ago I I played with the Vive and the how that that kind of felt really cool. Is it something like that? <laughs> I realize I'm sound, sounding so fucking like outdated right now but no it's not it's not like a bad question or anything i mean it definitely doesn't get that kind of feeling i don't think okay okay it gives you that same kind of like oohs and ahs i would suppose like when the generation of games have changed over the last decade or so it's never something like there's a big leap it's like oh these games just like look better but i'd Mm. say with this one at least with the playstation 5 with their controller, it's like, wow, this is actually kind of different. Games mm. kind of feel different now. Is it the same DualShock shape? No, they changed it, so it's a lot bigger now, so it actually fits in the hand comfortably, and you don't have to, like, fucking scrunch your fingers over it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm not a, I haven't played a lot of the Souls games, but I know people were really excited about the, the remake. Anything else on the PS5 that is that you've been enjoying? I played the Spider-Man game, and that was good, but it's, like, super short, so you play it for like two hours and you're halfway done with the entire game Mm-mm. gotcha uh, i'm trying to think of what i've <laughs> like nothing like i mean i've so i'm i am still playing animal crossing because nice. i i uh intend to i don't know how familiar you are with the new game um did you play it at all yep absolutely okay. i uh i'm going to get every nook mile achievement Ooh. That's just something, if a game has, like, a big laundry list of, like, things to check off, uh, I intend to do it. So, all the Nook My Rewards, that's sort of been my goal, and I've been, it'll literally take me past spring, I think, to do, because I can't complete everything because of time stuff. Otherwise, God, I don't know, I I don't know what, what, what are, like, the popular games these days you know what i'm playing is 
Mario's Super Picross. Because <laughs> it came out on the, the, the SNES online on Switch, and I love Picross. So that's what I've been playing in my spare time is a fucking, not even translated into English, Japanese Mario Picross game. That's huge right there, man. That's a gamer. That's a real gamer. Listen, that's, um, I should put that on Twitch. People watching me silently solve a Picross for like 20 minutes. That I think that'll get all the bits or whatever the fuck Twitch that's gives the, That's That's it right there. That's the cheat code. You will be winning Twitch right there, man. Here's the thing, though. I'll see stuff that gets... Was it you who was doing chess? Or was that somebody else? I did do some chess. Okay. What the fuck? Just where did that come from? Chess I love up. I love that though, but I'm just wondering where did that how that started? Chess really blew up for I mean it's still popular on Twitch, but it really blew up a few months back like 4 months ago with a uh, Hikaru really just going at it on chess. He's grandmaster and then other grandmasters came on and really started doing a lot of streams with chess. Streamers mm. started doing chess because they were impressed with Hikaru and everyone else and then Eventually, they started doing some tournaments. The tournaments did real well. I mean, it was a pretty crazy time for the chess community. Is Hikaru a, a, a grandmaster? Yeah, he's probably the best in the world. He, Him and uh, Magnus Carlsen, they, they always go real close. Like, their games are always super close. Hikaru wins some. Magnus wins Pretty some. Sure. So, he's yeah. he's the best there is, really. And he's a... Was he a grandmaster who became a streamer? Or Yep. yep, yep I yep. see. And is that something? I'm again. Now I'm just very. Feel like it's like, I, I'm your grandpa. I'm like, oh, they're playing chess now on online. Uh, so it's tell me about it. It's like, yeah, this has been like a thing for like months or whatever. But um, so Hikaru uh, was a grandmaster, uh, and then was it like he decided to stream because he likes streaming or did somebody like approach him to do it or how did that he'd actually been doing it for a while and then just all of a sudden really started to gain steam everything really started to get big for him over the last few months and then it got big for the entire chess community but he'd actually been a streamer for quite a while oh okay how old is he i don't know why i'm asking you like you're the (laughs) you're the expert on this but i'm just like he can't be older than like 35 he's a young dude i'm gonna look it up actually okay uh and how good are you at chess he's 32 i was right on the money i'm uh at the thousand range so it's like intermediate it's not high it's not a high rating at all it's just like intermediate we're talking like an elo rating yeah so it's called the Uh, fida okay gotcha uh yeah like when i saw i saw on like my twitter feed like people were talking about oh we're, i'm entering this chess tournament or i'm streaming chess i was like that's honestly fucking rad like yeah <laughs> i i love seeing something like that uh that to me is very very interesting because I, I i do a lot of board gaming uh i'm not good at chess but i i i, I board games are like my primary i would say hobby um yeah i've seen you do a lot of board game content you really should maybe you'd probably be like an actual chess prodigy it's never too late you know but that you gotta what study all the fucking like gambits and all the move like all the uh, yeah uh, like i i get it i totally get the appeal but i would have to if i it's like one of those things where it's like if i really wanted to get good at it i would have to like 
dedicate a lot, a lot of time, but that's time I could be spent playing other board games. True. Uh, plus, uh, I'm developing my skills in, um, in other board games. Are you familiar with uh, the classic Liar's Dice? No, I don't know that one. Uh, it's basically... Uh, the little short version is that each of you has like five dice in a cup. You roll them, hide them, and then you're making like bids on how many dice of a certain number are under all the cups. So I think there are ten fours. Oh yeah, and then you like raise the bid, or you call somebody out and see if they're wrong. If they're wrong, you you one of their they lose one of their dice. Isn't it's that like, what they played in Pirates of the Caribbean? That is exactly what they played in Pirates okay. of the Caribbean. Yeah, this has been it's like a centuries old game. Um, okay, so. I've been playing a lot of that uh, on a site called Board Game Arena, and at one point uh, I was uh, ninth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, although that's dropped since because uh, no. uh, with ELO, like uh, uh, especially if you play against players who've never played, it's a higher risk on your score. You know, right. I'm sure you with chess, you're you're familiar with that uh, how that works. But um, yeah, at one point I was ranked ninth somehow. Uh, just cause I was just getting that, that into it. Um, so, you know, chess, I won't, I, I will admit a, a part of it is, uh, intriguing to me, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, do, do you, do you keep up with it or has that, have you yeah. moved on? Oh, you do? No, I, I still keep up with it. I don't play that much anymore. I was playing the other day, and I'm definitely not nearly as nearly as good as I was a few months ago. But yeah, I definitely do still try and keep up with it. Watch as in like a month from now, I'm just balls deep into it. I mean, that's the thing. You like, should. If I get really invested in like something, I I dedicate all my fucking time and effort into it and chess would be real rewarding man it really would oh shit i'll think about it i'll think about it oh man and the thing is if if i did it'd become all like that's all my channel would turn into is fucking chess chess. and then i I lose all my fucking nobody's watching anymore but whoa hey chess is pretty big on youtube and twitch man who knows? On YouTube too, really? Yeah, YouTube's got, it's got a very strong chess community on YouTube. Like a Daniel Naroditsky, he's got a great channel. Huh. I may look into some of that after this. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been great. Uh, I we covered a variety of, of subjects, including chess, at the end. Yeah. Um, but this, I, I, I uh, had a good time talking to you. So thank you for uh, sitting down with me, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, Feel free to hit me can, up whenever. Yeah, of course. Where can people uh, find you? Uh, just Penguin Z Zero on YouTube or Moist Critical. Uh, yeah, either of those two. Sure. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah. Anytime, man.